The Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce is a business advocacy organization serving southeastern Berks, western Montgomery, and northern Chester counties, as well as the Route 422 corridor. Our office has been located in Pottstown for our entire 90-plus years in business since 1927. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Chamber Chat with the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce. My name is Bill Vitiello from the Victory Bank, and I'll be your host for this podcast. Remember the last time you called your bank and heard... Press 1 to wait for the next available representative. Press 2 to leave a voicemail. Now, listen to the difference at the Victory Bank. Hello, Victory Bank. Jennifer speaking. Real people. No voicemail. Everyone deserves a victory. The Victory Bank. We exist to help our clients fulfill their visions and dreams. Member FDIC. Did you ever wish you had friends for business benefits? Well, you do now with the Ben Exchange. Stop by their website today at benexchange.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome into this episode of Chamber Chat, brought to you by the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce. My name is Bill Vitiello from the Victory Bank, and this podcast is also sponsored by Ben Exchange, your friends for business benefits. So on the podcast today from Delicious Marketing, I have Drew Griffin. Drew, Drew. <laughs> Okay. Boy, we're off to a rocking start here. Everybody calls me Gru. That's kind yeah. of fun. Hey, That's Gru. Right. That's right. Uh, Drew Griffin, welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited, Bill. Actually, we're going to reverse roles today. So I'm actually going to interview you. Yeah. And we're going to learn a little bit more about Bill and uh, your role here on Chamber Chat and uh, pretty much dive into your background. So are you okay if I just take the range from you now? <laughs> yeah. We're, yes, we'll do it live. All right. So yeah. everybody, Gru Griffin here, actually Drew Griffin here. <laughs> With, uh, with Delicious Marketing and Everlinks. I'm super excited, super pumped uh, to connect with Bill. And uh, Bill, let's just jump right into it. Why don't you tell everybody here on Chamber Chat, not what your title is for Chamber Chat as your host. We'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your background. Well, is this what it feels like to be a guest? It is. <laughs> okay. Uh, my background, I currently work for the Victory Bank in Limerick, and I'm a business development officer there. So my role is to create relationships in the community, and I partner with our retail and commercial teams to make our organization better and to make it grow. Uh, We work with businesses of all kinds. That's kind of been our specialty, but we really, about 85% of what we do is business lending. So if we were to kind of narrow it down or niche it down, it would be the business piece to working professionals, um, attorneys, doctors, real estate developers, uh, real estate investors, but we also help manufacturing, we really, we really do quite a bit over at the Victory Bank. So let's dive into that uh, a little bit more. So I know from an entrepreneur perspective and a small, medium-sized business, uh, what's that like for them when they come and start to speak with you in business development? I, I anticipate that there's probably a little bit of anxiety coming into anything that has to deal with money and lending or, or borrowing money. What's that process like when you start to work with those folks? Yeah, so I feel like there's two levels. There's people who know. Uh, who have dealt with financial institutions before. They understand about rate and fees and how things are structured, that sort of thing. So sometimes we'll get people come in like that. But then we also get folks who don't know. 
And that's where I think we can provide an education where I can kind of talk through what they're looking to do with the funds or what their project looks like. I look at it from a higher level perspective and, and then we start to kind of dive into the details of the transaction. I'll bring in a commercial lender uh, with me as well to have that conversation. So it it really is, it's it, it, my responsibility is to take a bigger picture look at everything, but I tend to ask a lot of questions <laughs> because I need to understand all the moving parts. I mean, in order for me to partner them with somebody at our, our bank, uh, it's, it's important for me to understand all that. Sure. I would suppose that there would be risks and things that you would have to consider in that entire process. And by, by the same token, you have to lend your professionalism to make sure that they're prepared if they're actually going to go through with that decision. Sure. And we've, we've helped a number of customers. They're, you know, we say, hey, we need a business plan. They're unfamiliar how to write a business plan. I'm not saying we're their business advisor, but we can coach them through that. Um, there's a lot of moving parts to a business plan. You have the financial piece of it. you got the employee piece of it. So we'll kind of help them along in that process. And I think that's what makes us a little bit different. Uh, as a bank, there's a lot of financial institutions out there. Look, you can you can put in a credit application, and if you don't fit inside a specific box that they have checked off, then you're you're not going to qualify. We can be a little bit more creative in that process. So if there's something that's kind of outlying or something that's out of bounds, we try to work with our client or a prospective client to try to get them to where there could be an approval. Uh, piece to it. Well, it sounds that it would be reasonable uh, for someone to uh, reach out to you and pursue uh, maybe a relationship with Victory Bank. If, if somebody was listening now and they're starting to think about lending or taking on a loan of some sort, how would, what would be the best way for them to reach out and start to start the ball rolling? Well, there's a couple of different ways, and, and I want to go back to reaching out. So reaching out is the first step. I don't ever want anybody to feel that if you reach out to me directly or somebody at, at, the, at the Victory Bank that you are locked in to any type of deal or financing, whatever kind of word you want to, to use for it, because we're much different than other financial institutions. It, this all begins with a conversation. We just need to understand it. So for anybody who's looking to do that, just reach out to me. We'll start the conversation. Give me a scope. Give me an idea of what the project looks like, what the timing looks like, and we'll start to dial in a little bit further from there. Again, you're not obligated. You might get some. You might get some talking points from talking with us, and you might also combine them with other talking points and information points from other financial institutions. And then you go ahead and you make your your best uh, decision. Uh, but for those who want to contact me directly, I can be reached at bvtlo at victorybank.com or my uh, work cell phone number, 610-850-5112. Or you can also find me on LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm all over LinkedIn. So people can reach you pretty much anywhere, either by your cell phone or you've got um, or your business phone, you've got uh, email. Your, your email address, LinkedIn, that sort of stuff. You probably find me out in the community somewhere too, local Starbucks, where yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I might be meeting with somebody else or I might be doing some work myself just out of the office, catching up and doing that sort of thing. So, Well, speaking of which, yeah. let's get into to the community. I know that you're very involved in the Pottstown community. How long have you been in the Pottstown area? Yeah, so I moved here in 99. Uh, we were actually in Upper Potts Grove, uh, so I was 19464. I know there's some people there that would appreciate me saying that, hopefully, anyway. And then in 2011, we moved over to North Coventry, so now we're 19465. Oh, okay. So again, please don't hold that against us. But I actually originally came from the Hatfield Lansdale area. Okay. Uh, grew up there, and, and again, back in 1999, we had a house built. 
uh, there in Upper Potts Grove, and then we've we've been we've been part of the Pottstown community since then. So, so, so you're a transplant from Bucks County over into the uh, into the Montgomery County. Uh, it was actually Montgomery County. Oh, it yeah. was Montgomery County. That okay. is Montgomery County out that way, not too far from Bucks. The okay. Bucks border is not too far, but so, so you stay stayed inside the county. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of county, uh, I know that you also do a lot of work at the community college here in Montgomery County. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your role at the community college? What do you do there? Yeah, so let me, before I tell you that, let me tell you the history. Uh, So I graduated from Lansdale Catholic High School. uh, I won't say what year. (laughs) And then, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I'm sort of like most kids, but unlike most kids, you know, at that age. So my parents were taking me around all these different colleges, and they were all four-year universities, and it was um, was very intimidating, to be honest with you, at the fact that I had to move away and, you know, be on campus, you know, for me anyway. So I took the opportunity to go to Monco. Uh, I, I don't feel like looking back, I don't feel like it was a, a default decision, but I felt like it would be the smart thing for me to do mm-hmm. rather than jumping into the four-year university piece. Okay. So I was able to work for Clemens Family Markets at the time mm-hmm. and go to school at the same time, which I thought, hey, this is the, the best of both worlds. And when I was there, I studied communications and that communications program, looking back, was one of the best things that has ever happened to me in my life, to be honest with you. I was able, the classroom setting, first of all, was very small. It's me as a learner. I'm a horrible test taker. So you can't have me <laughs> study and take a test effectively. I need to be hands-on. I need to show what I know hands-on. Mm-hmm. So that's where writing came in, directing, shooting, doing camera work, editing, working with audio, presenting, all those skill sets I was able to use when I was at the community college. And we actually did a project for the Montgomery County Sheriff's Department. Hmm. And I tell you what, when you're 19 and you're making that type of presentation, you know, you you tend to grow up pretty quick because it was intimidating, right? You know, here you are, you're 19, you're talking to grown adults and ones that wear badges. And guns. And guns, yeah, yeah, and billy clubs and the whole thing. And uh, we were doing a cell extraction video for them. They needed an instructional training video. So we were able to deliver that, and uh, again, it was great experience. And then I went on to another university, which shall remain nameless, because unfortunately the experience was complete opposite. It was not hands-on. I was in a classroom of 100 and 150 kids, and it just was really difficult for me to learn because, again, that was very book-heavy and then test-heavy. So it really wasn't aligning, you know, with me at all. And uh, it was, again, it was difficult. It was really difficult. So years later, I actually wound up getting in touch with somebody who worked at Montgomery County Community College, and we just started having a conversation. I said, hey, you know, so I want to bring some financial education maybe to some of the students. Is there a way we can, you know, know, chat? So he said, yeah, great. Why don't you come in? And of course, I I sat down, and one of the first things was, hey, you went to Monco. And I said, yeah. I said, I I did, actually. They're like, yeah, we saw. We kind of, we looked you up. And I said, oh, you're stalking me, right? And... uh, and, and they were like, no, no, no. There's like, we just, we always like to see, you know, the members in our community and what they're doing and stuff like that. And I, and I totally got it. And they had asked me to come to one of their board meetings for their alumni association. So I said, ah, oh, what the heck, I'll attend it. You know, it's no, it's no cost to me, you know, so on and so forth. So I went to that first meeting and I, I felt like almost immediately that I identified that I needed to be involved there because I, because of my experience and the fact that I could speak so highly of the education that I received there, I, I felt the need to get involved. 
So I sat on the board for a year and then there was going to be a vacancy as the board chair and I was fortunate enough to be elected as the board chair for the Montgomery County Community College Alumni Association. It's been going great so far. <laughs> yeah, well, let's, let's talk about that for a minute. I mean, you know, up until that point, would you have envisioned being invited onto a board at any college? No, certainly not. Now, I've had a board role with another organization in Phoenixville, mm -hmm. so I sort of understood what the board commitment was like, but certainly not as the board chair. I mean, as the, as the board chair, I'm representing 55,000 Montgomery County Community College alumni. That's a lot of responsibility. And they're all over the place. Yeah, but. But the majority of them are still here believe it or not. They're still in Montgomery. They're in Bucks. They're in Chester County. So, so they're all fairly local and, and we really want to get in touch with them. We want to, we want them to come back on campus and see what it's like. Not only our Bluebell campus, because that Bluebell campus is, I mean, obviously it's, it's come a long way since I've been there, but it, it, it will blow your mind what is on that campus. And then of course we have our West campus right here in Pottstown, which is phenomenal in its own right, and the amount of programming that's here as well. So it's, um, you know, we encourage alumni to get in touch with us and just come back and just start. But we just want you to be involved in the community, our alumni community. We feel like there's a lot of folks there that can benefit by talking with one another and can be a resource for one another. Well, that's, that's a tremendous accolade to you. Um, you've gone through the system and you went on to another university which will remain nameless mm -hmm. and then you come back to home and you're giving back to the community by being the chairman of that board of that board and you continue to give back into community let's transcend a little bit or shift a little bit into your role here at the chamber of commerce you're a member of the chamber of commerce and you're doing this extraordinary uh, thing to help them out and that's with the podcast so clearly you've got a background in communications and I think it's just super smart from a business perspective to number one give back to the Chamber of Commerce and by the same token you're actually giving back to the community um, by connecting those businesses with would-be listeners inside the community not just here because the podcast list lives you know beyond Pottstown. It lives beyond Montgomery County and Berks County and Chester County and Bucks County. This is worldwide. It's global, mm -hmm. right? So a lot of people are focusing in on this podcast is this little recording of stuff that's happening here in Pottstown. Nothing can be further from the truth, right? You have the potential to leverage the distribution channels of some giants, Apple, you know, iTunes, Google, so on and so forth. Let's talk in. Uh, let's talk about your vision with it with Chamber Chat. Tell me, tell everybody what the experience has been. You know what you saw in podcasting that you could, you know, lend that benefit to the chamber. Yeah, I think so. To answer that question, let's go back a little bit and how I got into podcasting. So I've known about podcasting for years. It's actually been around for quite a while, mm -hmm. and it's something I always wanted to get into. I just something I gravitated towards, but I, I never did because I was concerned about a few things. One, I was concerned about the sound of my voice. Like, are people gonna criticize me for my, for my voice or how I present myself? And I needed to get over that part of it. 
And then I was concerned about the criticism in general. You know, just if something I would say, I mean, again, you see so much stuff out there on social media and people are very quick to jump on the littlest thing. And I don't need that kind of noise in my life. I don't want that kind of noise in my life. So it was getting over that that really propelled me to then start my own podcast. So I started my own personal podcast, and that's a variety podcast. It's just about anything and everything. There's no specific topic, and I have all kinds of guests on or whatever. But then it was one, it was during our mixer, I believe it was last Christmas at the Victory Bank, where uh, I specifically remember the look on their faces, uh, Jennifer and Eileen. And I said, I said, hey, I said, why don't we do a podcast? And they're like, what, what, what are you talking about? What's, I don't, like, what is even a podcast? So I presented the idea and we're just, we're, we just continue to explore this. So this is, you know, we started it, we ended season one, we're now on to season two and all along the way we're making these adjustments on how to make the podcast better. You certainly have been a huge help with the delicious marketing, doing the Facebook live and just introducing some other components into this podcast that we hadn't even thought of or have the capability of doing. Thank you. Past, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Past that, you know, it. I don't want to say there's a firm vision for the future because we continue to adapt to this. We've already adapted it a number of different times. And the beauty of it is we can make this podcast whatever we want it to be. Whatever we want it to be. And I would encourage the audience listening to please engage with us. So you can do that a, number, a few number of different ways. One, subscribe to the podcast. That's first. Second of all, send in your thoughts, send in your ideas to our email address, which is podcast at tricountyareachamber.com. Thank you. But then past that, you know, again, be a guest on the show, share it with your network. Like make, let's make this a community thing where we can just share it way beyond our walls. I mean, I know we have folks that are listening from Texas. We have folks listening down in Florida to us the tri-county area chamber chat podcast here in Pottstown. Yeah. so to your point of it going you know we're not quite worldwide yet but maybe we will be you who will knows be. um but we also you know look we want to keep it in community and i know we're going to continue to keep it in community but we also want to bring in people it's like some bigger names who can really help not that the locals can't but can just bring a completely different perspective to this podcast so again it's it's whatever it's whatever we make it and that's the beauty of the whole thing so we well, got to get started somewhere and right now you did get started and and you can see that you've done an extraordinary amount of work you're on a bunch of different platforms so what which which uh outlets are are you on right now so for the podcast you can find us on itunes mm -hmm. you can find us on google podcasts spotify stitcher tune in pocket casts breaker and I think, and of course, you can watch it anytime on the web. You can just link up. You can go onto the Tri County Chamber, I'm sorry, the Tri County Area Chamber of Commerce website and go right to the Chamber Chat, and you can listen to it right on your desktop there or, la or laptop. And you syndicate through Anchor, right? Correct, yes. Yeah, Anchor distributes it, so you can also listen to it through Anchor as well. That's awesome. See, that's, a, that's an amazing start. And a lot of people fall into this trap of thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. You're actually doing this. And I've been here live uh, on a co couple of occasions where you have masterfully interviewed uh, some folks who were super, really nervous, right, about being in. And then once they're in here, they're really comfortable, like, oh, that wasn't too bad, right? And then they, it, it snaps, something snaps in their head. 
that they get it, right? So what has been the feedback thus far of the people that you have interviewed for the, for the podcast? What kind of uh, pros and cons or success stories can you share? Yeah, so I think everybody that I've interviewed, they, they have that takeaway that, wow, that was much easier than I thought it was. And I don't, again, to your point, and I appreciate the compliment, but I don't know if that's to my conversational style. I, it's something I do all day long, but it's also who I am as a person. So I'm hoping that everybody feels natural and feels comfortable with me. So I, I think that's probably the biggest takeaway from it. You know, it's always interesting to hear people's reactions and some of them, you know, think, oh, that was horrible. And, oh, what am I going to sound like? You know, to my point earlier, my voice isn't going to sound right. Uh, I just uh, sent a text message to somebody the other day saying, hey, we released your podcast. And she goes, I listened. She goes, it sounded great. And I said, yeah, it did. <laughs> it did sound great. It, they, they all sound great. You know, I'm, I am not the best audiophile that's out there. And every time I listen to one of your episodes, it sounds fantastic. So you've got all that dialed in. It sounds super professional. Uh, the, the audio, the volume, your voice, you've got the command of it. So uh, I commend you on that. And I just think that you're doing an amazing service, not only for the Chamber of Commerce, but also those individuals who are coming to your table, coming to your mic, and you're getting to know a little bit more about them. Um, I've had the benefit of actually sitting in here and kind of, uh, I wouldn't say co-produce, but do more of the Facebook Live type of stuff. You're co-producing. All right, I'm co- <laughs> quasi, I'll call it quasi. But I was able to learn so much about your guests just through your interview style that uh, it just made me as a consumer. I kind of came at it from a consumer perspective. Oh, I didn't know anything about this business. I didn't know that they existed. Now I know who to reach out to. There is an amazing benefit to them as your community of listeners starts to grow that they learn about some of these institutions. I know that you actually interviewed uh, community college here, and I learned a ton about the expansion on, uh, on, on their campus and a whole bunch of other bullet points that I was not aware of. The benefits of actually attending a community college before going on to, uh, onto a university or a major college. Uh, I've got a senior going into her freshman year of college, and I'm just looking at, at the tuition costs, and my goodness, one of the benefits of going to a Chamber of Commerce is mitigating you know, those costs. Community college. Yeah, right, to, yeah. To, by, going, by going through a community college, and you're learning the same content, mm -hmm. just at a, at a um, you know, democratized cost. So I think the value that you're bringing to the community by way of this podcast is absolutely extraordinary. So this kind of leads me into the next question. So you've got some hobbies, but you know, <laughs> one of those is obviously you've got your own, your, your own podcast. Do you want to talk a little, bit, a little bit about your podcast and then we'll go into some of your other hobbies? Yeah. So the podcast, again, I don't, I don't want to take up too much time here on the Chamber uh, podcast, but it's called Off the Top of My Head mm -hmm. um, because I'm challenged and it's just kind of like a random Same here. yeah just kind of like a random uh, podcast but I've had a lot of great guests on uh, some of it has just been me solo I might be talking about my um, photography hobby which we'll talk about in a minute uh, I might be talking to a career coach um, I've interviewed friends I've interviewed family I've had my nine year nine-year-old nephew Nino uh, on the podcast he's been fantastic he's actually uh, taken part of his sound bites and made an intro uh, which was really cool. That's so cool. yeah, so he's uh, he's been a, he's been a great guest, 
And now he's, it's funny because he almost like starts running some of my podcasts. In fact, he took over the last podcast. But so if those folks are all the same channels, but if you want to take a listen there, it's called Off the Top of My Head. Again, available on Anchor, iTunes, Google. But it's been, it's been an enjoyable project. And I was going at it on a weekly basis. I've now stepped back a little bit and I'm uh, going every other week. Okay. Just to kind of lessen the burden on producing a podcast um, on a weekly basis. Because I'm involved with my regular job, which involves a lot of outside or after hours networking. Sure. And the community college, you know, plus I have hobbies again, which um, big into nature and landscape photography. Okay. So I've been doing photography since the year 2000. And it's a it's a space I've definitely grown in. Um, started with a little 1.2 megapixel camera, a little point and shoot. Uh, now I'm shooting a digital SLR, and you know technology's gotten better, but also my technique has gotten much better as well. So that's a that's a hobby I really really enjoy. That's a, not just like podcasting; it's like a creative outlet for me. That's awesome. And uh, to date, we've been to 18 national parks and want to continue going there. We're going to the Oregon coast uh, shortly, so that's our that's our next journey. That's wonderful. Yeah. I've started to take a little bit of interest in iPhone photography and making that better, you know, messing around with all kinds of lenses and that sort of stuff and just making, you know, shots better using as minimal technology as I possibly can, you know, using that camera that's in your pocket. But I see some of the amazing uh, shots that people get with DSLRs and I don't know that I can aspire that heavy uh, to, to get into it, but uh, I uh, do you have a website or anything that you'd like to share with regards to your photography? I do, yes. It's vtphotography.zenfolio.com. That's vtphotography.zenfolio.com. We'll put, this, we'll put that link into this episode notes as well so you can kind of visit there. Again, you'll see all my – you'll see local stuff too, but you'll see stuff from the national parks, and it's all by location. Uh, so please feel free to go on there. And if you're interested in purchasing any of the prints, I have a great fulfillment partner there. So you can purchase a print. You can purchase it printed and matted or printed, matted, framed, ready to hang on your wall uh, when it gets to you, which is ridiculously easy. And you have your choice of mats and all kinds of choices of frames. So it makes it real easy. Uh, you know, I have had a lot of photography and people's personal homes and well obviously it's a personal home but um you know some of their businesses and some retail as well so i love the side hustle that's awesome yeah yeah it's again it's something you know i i get out of it what i put into it mm-hmm. um financially and I'm, I'm not looking to retire anytime soon with that but it's uh it's just a it's a real love and enjoyment it's a break away from everything else that i do so well, it seems like you've got a lot going on between, you know, serving on the board at a college here at the, the Tri-County Chamber of Commerce. Um, what else are you into? Yeah, um, that's the majority of it. <laughs> that's the majority of it. Um, I have been I have been known to um, enjoy the cigar lifestyle. Okay. And, and I mention that because it's such a great way to connect with people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, we've I partnered with the Colebrookdale Railroad, and we've did a cigar and uh, Scotch train ride, which again is is fantastic. We had one in the fall, we had one in the spring. Now we're going to have another one in the fall. So uh, I know uh, Frank Butera from the Colebrookdale Railroad is going to be on one of our other episodes. So um, so enjoy that as well. Again, it just as a as a great connection connection piece. So you're all about the connections. Yeah, absolutely. And helping people too. Like you mentioned earlier, you know, why I got involved with the podcast. Like I just enjoy helping people. I, I really do. I feel like it's it's you know, as you get a little bit older, you begin to gain some clarity there. 
and being able to help my community or help another individual. Well, speaking of help, too, see, I'm, I guess I am into more things than I think I am. Back in the summer of 2017, I was laid off from my job at my last financial institution. Mm-hmm. And I was unemployed for six months, and, and you know, I know what it feels like to be laid off. So I want to be able to help those individuals who maybe are in that situation right. and need help with resume building, who need help with LinkedIn profile. Maybe they need some sort of strategy on how to even go about it all. Because some folks get outplacement uh, help, but other folks don't. So I'll just kind of make an offer out there if anybody wants to engage in that. I'm happy happy to assist there as well. I just, I believe in helping. I believe in giving back. That fulfills me quite a bit. Well, I know that personally that you have. You've actually referred some folks to me. Uh, it was totally unexpected, but uh, some folks have reached out to me uh, on, by you know on your on your behalf, not on your behalf, but a, as a result of you and our friendship and our our uh, connection. Um, they've reached out to me by way of on on LinkedIn, and and um, those relationships have started to to blossom. So I thank you for that. Um, let's get back to the podcast just one more time before we wrap things up. If you had a bucket list of people that you would like to interview, who would those folks be? Give us three. Wow. Kind of caught me off guard with that. Is that like if you were to have dinner with one, three people, yeah. living or dead, who would it who, be? Who do you think is fascinating? Who would you absolutely love to have on your podcast, either your personal podcast or here at the uh, the Chamber Chat? Yeah, so let's start with um, the first person that comes to mind, I'd say, is Gary Vanderchuk. Mm-hmm. So Gary is a larger-than-life dude, I'd say. Right. You know, uses colorful language to get his point across. Sure. but. He knows the hustle. Right. He knows the hustle. Uh, he's big into connecting all your social media channels and the and the messaging. Mm-hmm. So I think he would be like I don't want to say the get, but I think he would be the get. Okay, you know certainly. Past there, I'd say on my personal podcast, I'd love to be able to inter- interview just one of the great photographers. So again, I don't know if it's li- if it's a living or dead kind of question, but would love to maybe um, Steve McCurry. He was the photographer who was behind the Af- Afghan girl image okay. yep. that ran, I believe it was back in the mid-90s. With his eyes. I can yeah, with the, the eyes, like those piercing eyes. Yep. He wound up finding her later, actually. I did see that. Years later, yeah. Him. And then, I, you know, again, past there, I, I, I don't have an answer immediately off the top of my head. But somebody who would be able to bring benefit to the community that I interact with. So either business-wise or personal-wise. It's awesome. Yeah, I don't know if I have a third one for you. Sorry. Well, we, we gave you a, a, a mind bender for you to consider uh, wrapping as we wrap this podcast episode up. It's always a way to kind of think about who's the next person that you'd really like to have. And what I have found is, you know, sometimes those bucket lists come true. And then mm-hmm. you always have to refill that bucket up with, you know, very interesting people there. And that's the amazing thing about podcasting is there's always a next. There's always somebody else that's going to be very interesting to share their story. Yeah. Well, I appreciate awesome. you taking the time to interview me. This was, no, again. This, this is awesome. Well, let's let's wrap things up. I know this is your podcast. So thank you, everyone, for listening in and checking out Chamber Chat. This has been Drew Griffin and uh, my guest, who is actually your host, Bill Vitiello. Thanks, Drew. I appreciate it. So for those who want to get in touch with the podcast, please email us at podcast at tricountyareachamber.com. And again, a big thanks to Drew Griffin for interviewing me today from Delicious Marketing and Everlinks. Uh, We'll put his contact information in the show notes. And then once again, always uh, the Ben Exchange, your friends for business benefits. And until we connect again, all my best. Bye for now. 
Thank you again for downloading this episode. If you would like to stay in touch with your Chamber of Commerce, please visit our website. That's tricountyareachamber.com. You can also follow us on social media, on LinkedIn. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and now Instagram. You can also pick up the phone and call us at 610-326-2900. A live person will pick up the phone. Once again, on social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, please consider subscribing to this podcast. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, and many more. So again, subscribe to this podcast and also turn on notifications where you'll be notified of new episodes. The Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce, serving the greater Pottstown area, since 1927.